Thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Thought you'd like that one. This, this no, that was around. good. That was that was <laughs> very very appropriate. Was it musical? Was I on was I on key there, mm-hmm. Andrew? I mean, I, I didn't have my tuner out, but it, it's pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, I think that was supposed to be F flat diminished, and it was F flat minor. So I, I think. Yeah, oh, oh, da, shoot! All right, <laughs> I'm just glad we decided not to sing this entire episode. I do appreciate that. Thank you oh, for not yeah. making that a, a a chore. I, you know what? It didn't even occur to me to suggest that as a torture device. But <laughs> I, uh, could you imagine? I mean, our episodes go at like an hour and a half sometimes, and more or more. Wait, yeah, you, not sometimes. Huh. They go most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if we, if we get under an hour, I'm then either we had a bad guest or, uh, we really <laughs> hated the movie. Well, I'm glad I'm going to be able to give you guys an early night tonight. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, we don't know that. We'll find out. We, we, we've just met. We'll, we'll see what happens. This is episode Absolutely. 430, 430. And what is so special about that number? Well, actually, nothing is special about 430. But what is special is this week, this episode will be released on our ninth anniversary. That's right, guys. We have been podcasting for nine years. Happy nine. Happy nine. How many months old are we? I don't know. We're 81 (laughs) months, 80 80 something months, right? That's, That's not right. That's not right. I mean, I guess if months were, if years were in tens, then that would work, I guess. I don't know. Uh, it's as the, father, as the father of the show, you should know how many months <laughs> yes. old we are. Once my kids turned one, I stopped counting months. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah. How old is your son? He's one. Oh, how many months is he? Twelve. Well, when's his birthday? Four months ago. <laughs> See, oh. you can do that until they hit the milestone ages but now my my kids are getting up into like 15 16 and i'm like i i have to do paperwork on this stuff i have to pay attention <laughs> yeah. uh yeah so episode 430 our ninth anniversary i'm so very excited to talk about into the woods now i know last week i said that we were going to be doing uh little shop of horrors horrors and or that yeah. other one I just said too. And we were supposed to, but once again, things got pulled at the last minute. This is the downside does. of scheduling yeah. a month and a half out. 
um, with movies because unless it's a, like a Netflix or an Amazon original, you never know when, especially when it's like a cult classic like that, it's going to get pulled. You just never quite know what's going to happen. So January seems like a weird time to pull Little Shop of Horrors, doesn't it? I, 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 I guess. guess. Maybe I don't know. maybe there is that contract. big scene in Act Two where uh, you know they talk about January a lot. I mean, it's like it's made for it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually never seen it, so I was excited to watch it. Oh so, wow, uh, Rick Moranis and yeah, and that's a good watch. Bill Paxton being the dentist, oh. it's awesome. Legit, it's, my favorite musical. You have to watch it when you get a chance. I yeah. will at some point. It's just yeah. it was one of those where I just missed it, you know, in the 80s and 90s, and then once we started a podcast, it's like, well, I'll watch it with the show. <laughs> um there's there's a lot of that going around it's like oh should i wait just wait i'll just wait and watch that for the show uh who are these people i'm talking to well i am sean allred and joining me tonight is andrew who makes up these witches rules jimison uh yeah hey um you know sean yeah um witches <laughs> witches get stitches so um, watch yourself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking of something witty, and that's all that came to mind. Didn't, didn't I'm very quite tired work today. Out. Didn't yeah. work out. <laughs> Close. Okay. It's, it happens. It's not a big deal. Sam. What? Was raised to be sincere, not charming, Vector. Good evening, Sean. And uh, just so you know, I've got this uh, this friend in the woods behind me. And uh, they're about 80 feet tall, and I'd like them to step on you if you don't mind. Okay, if I don't mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah Male or female, it makes a difference. <laughs> it's, it's you know what? I haven't checked. I'll have to uh, crawl up the leg and, uh, and see. <laughs> oh, stop. Oh, so, <laughs> so questions about giants real quick. Are giants giant or are we small? Oh, that's good. Is this a Lilliputian challenge? Right, like, right? well, like in Horton, here's a who, right? Which <laughs> which is the smaller universe here? Yeah. That's all I have to say. So are you are you suggesting that we're the speck or that the people in the woods in the movie here, they're on the speck floating on a flower and... Yeah. Uh, okay. Interesting. I like it. Uh, okay, and also, um, I should, well, yeah, and also making his Cheap Seat Reviews debut, though this is technically uh, the second podcast I've been on him with, is Bill, what was that shoe made of that they, what, okay, hold on, <laughs> Bill, what was that shoe made of to get the cow to eat it? Meeks. Um, yes, uh, the, the shoe was made of, uh, shoe material. <laughs> leather. <laughs> well, leather. Then, it was a then, cannibalistic cow. They, back then, most shoes were probably made of leather or something like that, right? So, I just wondered, like, when they're, she says, feed the cow the, the items, right? And so they, they mm-hmm. feed, they literally feed the shoe to the cow and the cow eats it. And I thought, oh, that. That shoe must be made of some kind of like compressed grain or something like that, you know. Like it, it, it must have been something edible. But it was, it was funny to me. So, welcome to the show. <laughs> it was made. It was made of human skin, oh, uh, which makes ah. makes that scene way more disturbing. <laughs> yeah. Go back and oh, rewatch yeah. it now. 
thinking about that. But no, I'm super happy to be on. I'm, I'm glad we were finally able to get uh, schedules aligned. Maybe not, you know, the show or, or the movie we're watching aligned, but, uh, you know, at least schedules aligned so I could finally hop on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Bill and I uh, worked together. Worked is the wrong word. Bill and I appeared together on America's Next Top Podcaster. Uh, for those who are listening, you say, well, I've, I've definitely heard you say that before. Well, that's because Bill is going to be like, right now, you're like the fifth or sixth person from that season that I've had on my show, <laughs> which is one of the reasons why you do a podcast competition is that you have a chance to find new guests. Yep. So, now we have a nice little networking Discord sitting over there that we can all use to, to, you know, get guests and people watching our stuff. It's wonderful. That's right. And that's, that's again, that's how I uh, kidnapped you for the night. So we're very excited. <laughs> uh, Bill, tell tell our listeners real quick kind of what you what you do, what your, uh, like your podcast. And, I mean, you're like an internet maven. You're kind of everywhere. I mean, like you're even yeah. buddies, buddy buddies with uh, 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 Wayne Brady. So, I mean, like, what, what do you got going on? <laughs> Uh, well, I, I am actually, you know, a lot of people credit Tim Berners-Lee as inventing the internet. Uh, it was actually me. Uh, this is my creation that we're, we're broadcast. No, uh, seriously, though, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a media producer. I've been doing stuff for years and years and years. Uh, most people uh, probably first knew me from uh, the Universe Box Network of Podcasts, where we did fancast about uh, shows like Once Upon a Time, all about fairy tales. Or, uh, you know, Legends of Gotham, where we talked about Gotham on Fox. Uh, I've also done a lot of uh, media production for various companies. I'm a professional podcast producer for Gun.io. And I have my own podcast where I talk to people about where they're from, called Where I'm From. The I'm being the guest that I have on the show. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, basically, I'm always, I, I'm always either in front of a microphone or hunched over in After Effects and Premiere doing something. So. Well, that's cool. So, where are you from? Uh, where am I from? I'm from everywhere, man. Like, I this comes up on the show because I, I keep trying to at, talk to people from the places I've been from. I was born in Houston, lived in Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, uh, Georgia, Florida, and Los Angeles three times. I'm I'm back here now for my third and hopefully final time having to move here. Wow. <laughs> I get around. Well, it's great to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. Well, um, the, that was certainly uh, a, a great intro there for yourself. So <laughs> <laughs> I spent all night writing it, man. I, I, I'm just glad I, I, I had an opportunity right up front <laughs> to get into it. Perfect. So this movie, Into the Woods, 2014's Into the Woods, based on the, I guess, the musical, the play, the stage play, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen Sondheim, yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, with a lot of lot of actors in this movie, like a lot of big name actors. I mean, this was, you know, one of those uh, ensemble pieces that just has all of the actors. Do they all fit? Can they all sing? Eh, we'll talk about that, I guess. But before we get into that, Andrew, tell us what is Into the Woods. Into the Woods is a modern twist on the beloved Brothers Grimm fairy tales in a musical format that follows the classic tales of Cinderella, Little Red Riding Hood, Jack and the Beanstalk, and Rapunzel, all tied together by an original story involving a baker and his wife who simply wished to begin a family and their interaction with the witch who has put a curse on them. All right. 
Yeah, that's it. Um, I'm really bummed out because I I was just doing the looking in the trivia and there is no mention of what the cow actually ate. I'm really kind of bummed <laughs> out. <laughs> this is concerning you. Magic, though. magic of movies, there, Sean. I know. I kind of wanted to know what it was. Oh well, that's fine. <laughs> Unfortunately, I will say as someone who has seen and been involved with the stage production, they don't say that list nearly as much in the movie as they do in the stage production. In fact, there there's several oh, yeah. like surgical cuts in the movie that kind of grind my gears as a fan of the stage musical. Yeah. Okay. Having uh sat in the pit uh ensemble for the music, uh, I can say that the music is of this show gets in your head and stays there for a very long time. And I think mm. that's what we call the Sondheim effect. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And I mean, like any musical Sondheim has ever written is genius, but this one, I think, I think this is his masterwork personally. I haven't yeah. seen quite all of them, but as far as I'm concerned, this is better than company or what is wow. that? Uh, Primrose, whatever, where it's set in the department store, that TV music like this is, surpasses all of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Interesting. So. So was this anyone's first time viewing this? I'm just curious. No. No. OK. Not me. I mean, I usually I jump into musicals. If there's a musical out there, I'm going to I'm going to see yeah. it. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if I saw this in the theater or if this was a red box. I honestly don't remember, but I remember watching it pretty pretty soon after it came out. And and I really liked it, and I remember a lot of people really hating it. Yeah. And I don't I didn't realize it was so long ago. Yeah, I mean almost 10 years yeah. ago, yeah. 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 This, I I know when this, this came this movie out. came out the year our podcast started. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know when this came out, we reviewed it on a, I had a podcast back then called greetings from Storybrooke, which was about once upon a time, which is about all the fairy tale mm-hmm. characters living together. So it really fit. And our viewers were very, very divided on it. And I think that really comes down to the fact that a lot of them were just big musical fans in general. And if you're a big musical fan, the changes they made in this, while they might have made sense to adapt it to a movie to get a broader audience, really hurt some of the kind of like the thematic underpinnings of it. And uh, man, they did the narrator slash uh, the baker's dad dirty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. very, very. Absolutely. Like, J- James Corden should not have been narrating this. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a whole role that is not given in this film at all. Exactly. And I. And it's a great role. Well, well, yeah. I don't know if we want to dive into it, but <laughs> no, it's a ahead. great, <laughs> it's a funny bit, and it's a great yeah. role that ends up being fairly important in the theater production. And um, that soul is lost, right? It's just yeah. it doesn't feel right to me um, that mm-hmm. the that that character is not in there. Interesting. So I have never seen the 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 stage play. I go only see have, the stage play. Go right. see the stage Definitely. play. Like I have, yes. I, so this is the only version of the thing that I know. So to me, the movie is fine. So you're yeah. talking about there's a character missing. I don't know what that means. I don't know how that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, 
Well, so, it, it it breaks the fourth wall at some point. It's just a great. It's a well written idea. Ooh, um, and I like it, a it's, good fourth wall breakage. Yeah, it's just it's fun. It's it's a fun yeah. part of the show. If if I in this, uh, I don't think this is too big of a spoiler because if someone's already seen this entire movie, they have the we're, basic. We're all into anyway. spoilers. We're this this movie yeah. is nine years old, like this podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. It's okay to uh, to spoil it. Uh, well, you know, this is spoiling the stage musical a little bit, but the way it works in the stage musical is there's the narrator who pops in every once in a while to be like, yeah, and then Cinderella did this, and then Jack and the Beanstalk did this. <laughs> and then when the giant's wife shows up at the end of Act 2, or Act 1, rather, uh, the narrator gets pulled into the story and gets killed by by the giant's <laughs> wife and stuff. What? And then he... Yeah, and then yeah. He, yeah, and then the actor comes back in Act Two to play uh, the baker's father, who only gets a very, very tiny little scene, uh, and cuts one of my favorite songs of the entire musical. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't process. Yeah, <laughs> I still can't. I'm wrapping my brain around the idea that the that the giant kills the narrator. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. It's a, it's that's, a really funny scene too. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's kind of like um. In how the Jim Carrey, how the Grinch stole Christmas, Anthony Hopkins is narrating, and the Grinch mm-hmm. talks to him. You know, yeah, like when he yeah. like when he sneaks into that first house, and he goes, "Shh, a little more stealth, please." And then Anthony <laughs> Hopkins does the rest of it in a whisper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, well, that's one thing you're always gonna lose when adapting stage musicals is a. It's called like Brechtian technique uh, from Bertolt Brecht. And it's kind of like that breaking the fourth wall and sending actors out through the audience and all that stuff. They can yeah. really add so much to a show and takes it from being a story that you see performed live to theater. And, yeah. uh, you know, you really can't do that in a movie yet. I mean, obviously with interactive technologies being what they are, they are, people are always trying, but no one's really kind of hit that magical, you know, Brechtian, uh, pre-produced media yeah it, it can't be yeah. midnight rocky horror picture show every every time mm-hmm. you go out there yeah right yeah. okay yeah that's interesting well sadly for not only me having not seen the play but for this <laughs> podcast we have to talk about the movie so the we're going to talk about mm-hmm. the movie uh, as as we experienced it so i watched this with my wife and and we had a good time with it and but and that, uh, this one also kind of follows my rules. I didn't take a lot of notes, but there's also because there's just so much singing happening, and mm-hmm. you know it's just we're doing the song and we're doing the movie. There's there's not a whole lot for me to really just take notes on. Um, you know I I really like, and we can get into some of the things that we really liked and some of the things that we didn't like. You know again for the movie, I know for the three of you it'll be kind of hard to separate the movie and the play. You know, it's but you know we do it all the time when we when we have a movie based on a book, where Sam read the book and then Andrew and I hadn't, but <laughs> you know, and that's happened a couple of times. But before we do any of that, we're gonna do our five word reviews. So, Gosh. Sam, your five word review. All right, let me pull it up here. Um, now I've got two here, and the first one is watch it live instead. <laughs> so that's that i've kind of already mentioned that you, you go see the stage it is so it feels so much more clever I, I know my high school put it on and it was just a fantastic show for high school students i mean it, they just mm-hmm. did an amazing job on it and then my my real world my my review for this one and 
I have a feeling I'm going to be the odd man out tonight. I really do. Because my other one is monotone gray sameness. And <laughs> I, I don't think it translated well to the screen. And I thought what they did was take this, the colorful characters and this interesting world and throw it in a blue filter and give us the same thing over and over and over again. And while I love Sondheim, I, I just don't, it didn't hit me at all, uh, at least in this viewing as something that was special. Um, in terms of musical numbers, in terms of because there's really no big musical number, right? You know, you you just go mm-hmm. see Broadway and and Phantoms broken up into you know 18 different songs. This is the same song for two hours straight, and <laughs> it it gets a little monotone in my in my mind, and I, I I really kind of I got bored with it, folks. I got bored with this movie. I thought the acting was okay. Now remember when we were talking about um, the 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 musical, oh the the Christmas horror musical, Anna and the Anna Apocalypse. The Apocalypse yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, here you can the sound is so much better, right? Uh-huh. The their talking is in the same pitch and in the same realm as they're singing, and it just fits. I know they're 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 doing it in a studio, but it just fits the the visuals a lot better. There's not a a weird. Um, uh, uncanny valley with the with what i'm hearing um but guys i just i didn't appreciate it I, I i was bored and and i was i don't know it just didn't strike me as 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 good as an experience as i had in the theater all right i find that really interesting that you a music person would suggest that this movie that all of this the tunes sound the same i mean into the woods and agony and that weird uh, monologue that the witch does at the end, like none of those sound at all alike. So I'm, I, that's what's confusing to me. Is- Maybe because there's a thread to each one, right? So you've got this constant song, you've got this constant music, and then there's a little peak here or a little valley there, but it's never a full stop, big number, full stop, big number. Um, it is a constant, you know, it's like if you listen to, to music or if you listen to a song long enough playing over and over again, it, it fades into the background. Interesting. Uh, that kind of goes back say, to, oh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I, I was just going to say, I also think, um, you know, I don't, I didn't have the score out in front of me while I was watching it. I didn't have the book out in front of me, but I really think they simplified a lot of the melodies, especially for uh, Meryl Streep's character, the witch, yeah. which is a shame because, if you ask anybody about the show, the first thing they say, Bernadette Peters as the witch, wonderful vocal performance, wonderful, you know, stage performance and everything. And they, they diminished it a lot. Yeah. You know, yeah. th- those, those big falsetto notes and everything. Meryl Streep isn't doing those. She's just, you know, having fun dancing around, you know, in her witch costume. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and and, I, and is... I, that's part of it. I believe it's just, I, I think because I, I came into this knowing my my last experience with into the woods was was on in, or in the theater this was just it's a shadow of itself basically mm-hmm. this is challenging music um, it is for the for the vocalists and instrumentalists that are playing as well um you know the the vocal range that you have to have for some of these characters like you said some of these <clears throat> actors just don't 
don't have that. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. They still did yeah. a great job, in my opinion. Yeah. But, um, but it is some challenging music. And I think what you're saying, Sam, is kind of goes back to what I said at the beginning, that it gets stuck in your head because it is so repetitive in some instances. You know, uh, well, if you're when, not coming away humming, you know, it, that is, oh, that was beaten into you relentlessly into this thing. Yeah. Yeah. As somebody who, who was, uh, I, I, I had a very small part in the show, but I was mainly stage crew, uh, when I was in college. Yeah. Like I, I, those songs are part of my DNA now. Um, I can, I can launch into any of them at any time. And if you say the word woods, most likely I'm going to go into the woods, you know, cause <laughs> just that ingrained after, you know, two or three weeks every night, you know, watching mm-hmm. them perform. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get that. I mean, I was the sound guy last year for, um, oh God, you had Anastasia. So like. I listened to that that play, you know, probably 40 <laughs> times in the span of two weeks. And that's, I mean, as soon as I got in the car, I had to put on something as opposite as I could to try to get that, beat that music out of my face. And I just, it, it just that was, I was humming you know, <laughs> those, those tunes for, for weeks afterwards. So I get it. And, and then also, you know, working as a stage uh, as a stage master or whatever, uh, tech tech supervisor. Manager. Yeah. Well, I wasn't the stage manager. I was a tech okay. supervisor f- uh, for <laughs> a theater. Um, you know, hearing those, you know, for those, it wasn't a, a performance like this. It was like a rock and roll, you know, show or whatever. But again, those when you hear those songs every day, I mean, that was three shows a day, you know, six yeah. days a week. <laughs> like, I got you. I, I hear you. So, all right. Yeah. Uh, all right, Bill. What's your what's your five word review? Uh, my five word word review is how fairy tales should be. Let me explain. Um, basically, uh, you know, fairy tales were created way back in the day as a way for parents to trick their kids into doing what they wanted <laughs> them to do. You know, to scare them yeah. into compliance, more or less. And uh, I think, you know, uh, the Disneyfication of the Grimm's fairy tale uh, book and that collection of tales and everything, I think it's made it to where you really don't have, like, this dark thread and this idea that, no, this is what life's really like, and this is a tale that's supposed to kind of give you some guidance as you move forward in your life. Uh, you know, it's an allegory. And, uh, you know, the Disneyfication it kind of lost all that from, you know, things like Little Mermaid and Cinderella and all that. So I think it, it, it is interesting that Disney ended up being the one to put this out because this is sort of almost the anti-Disney fairy tale musical. You know, <laughs> uh, by the same token, like I said, it goes right back to the roots of every fairy tale you've ever he- heard. And uh, it's doing the same thing that those fairy tales did, which is telling the audience a story to illustrate how they should approach their life. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, you're not wrong. And it was funny. I remember reading some of the Brothers Grimm stories to my kid when he was too young to care he was just there mm-hmm. because daddy was reading <laughs> and i remember reading the brothers grimm's going <laughs> <laughs> yeah i th- i think we may have 
Like, is he just staring? He's staring thought, off into the. I thought this was a I thought, I thought that was his. <laughs> That's what they're he, doing. He, so they're just sitting there in silence. Perfect timing. <laughs> just staring at his kids. <laughs> there we go. That was awkward. <laughs> Actually, you perfectly. No, it was. It was better. absolutely perfect. <laughs> Well, you 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 paused right when you said your kid was sta- was sitting there staring like, and then you paused and you were just sitting there staring. Well, so. on my end, on the recording and what people will experience for the podcast, <laughs> the three of you froze and I'm fine, and so I just kept talking. I just kept I finished my story and then you guys came back laughing. So we'll, uh, we'll see how that goes. All right. Oh, your internet's um, weird tonight, man. I don't know what's going on. Everything sucks. It's just yeah. uh, after nine years, things start to break down. I don't know. Uh, Andrew, what's your five word review? Um, Disney, leave well enough alone. <laughs> uh, you know, I think <laughs> that's my five word review. I usually have actually I have another one, but I'll say it in a minute. Um, yeah, this and I know that we really shouldn't compare and we should, as a movie review podcast, we should review the movie for, for what it is. And I'm trying to do that today. Um, but it is something that is close to my heart. You know, it is a part of me because I have experienced it, uh, night after night after night sitting in a, a pit orchestra. So, um, yeah, there are scenes that Disney altered and changed and took out to make it more friendly for everybody. Um, you know, the scene with the wolf and Little Red. I remember when when I was uh, watching the high school students perform this, I thought, my God, that sounds re- almost like uh, uh, pedophilia <laughs> in some ways. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was very dark, like you were saying, Bill. And there was that thread that's not there. You're right. And it's um, it, it's it bothers me. Let's just put it that way. But if I'm looking at this movie with those blinders on, without thinking about the the musical itself, the stage musical performance, um, the actors do a great job of telling the story in in a in a way that makes you understand what what the words are saying. In in a musical, sometimes you hear the words being sung, but you don't really understand everything. But their facial expressions and the way that they, you know, they not necessarily sing some things, but they speak, sing, or whatever you want to call it, um, in some areas where other musical versions of this that I've seen, people sing through everything, and, and they don't put the commas and the breaths in the right place. And I think that says a lot to the actors in this movie, um, you know. You cannot ask for a better actress than Meryl Streep, in my opinion. Mm. And um, Anna Kendrick is not just a great vocalist, but a wonderful actress. Um, you know, I think everybody did a great job, with the exception of one, and that is Chris Pine. Yeah, I knew you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had an issue with Chris Pine. I don't think he sings very well. Uh, yeah. But that's a personal opinion. and he's not terrible. I'll put, you know, there's much worse. I don't think I could do any better. But um, 
of of all the ones in the film, I thought maybe he probably was the weakest. I won't say he was bad. He was just probably the weakest. Um, but I did appreciate the humor that is thrown in here as well. Um, there are scenes, you know, with Chris Pine and, and the other prince. Uh, there's that kind of uh, the scene in the in the river and the waterfalls where they're pulling their shirts open and they're trying to be. Yeah, the <laughs> agony song is great. Yeah. More manly than the other. Right. Um, that was one of the cuts that I, I was upset by was the reprisal of agony right. after they've they've right. actually yes. been through agony. Right. Uh, like it, honestly, th- those plot lines, uh, with, uh, the two princes and their beloveds, I, I think they were both kind of given short shrift, like, especially Rapunzel, yeah. like Rapunzel has a whole yes. like act yeah, cut yeah. out of her personal story. Well, yeah. and it's funny. And, That's the humor. I mean, it's so funny. The, the, the way the princes are in the show, it's just, yeah. it's, you're laughing more than you are anything. Yeah, into the woods. It's but this one, it just didn't feel like that was there in this movie. The well, humor and you was could gone tell, and you could tell just by you know as soon as they were on camera, it's like oh, Anna Kendrick is gonna be you know she's Cinderella. Well, she's important because even in 2014, Anna Kendrick was one of the biggest stars on the planet. <laughs> and then you like who's Rapunzel? I don't know who she is. And you go yeah. to her IMDb credit and she's been in an episode of NCIS and an episode of <sighs> NCIS LA and an episode of NCIS New Orleans. It's like, okay, obviously she's not going to do a whole lot. Right. I mean, hell Bill's probably even been in an episode of NCIS at some point. So not yet. I'm working on it. I'm working yeah. on it. Good. Yeah. I want to, I want to, uh, NCIS hat. So, okay. <laughs> the- um, Going, sorry, going back to the actors, the girl that played Little Red Riding Hood, I thought was phenomenal. She's one that, that again, wasn't in very much before this, I don't think. Now, this might have even been her film premiere, debut, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I thought she did a great job. Yeah, yeah and, and uh, it was, it, it was cool. It was cool seeing a little red riding hood that was really age appropriate too. Cause generally, <laughs> generally they cast that yeah. part up a little bit because of the aforementioned kind of mm-hmm. creepy wolf scenes. Right. So, right. Oh yeah. So, so it was cool seeing an age accurate, but well, both her and cause I've seen Jack played by older actors. Most of the t- times I've seen it live too. And it's yeah. just a matter of, you know, it's, it's a big complicated show. And unless you have like, little Shirley Temple who has already devoted her life to musical theater. It's going to be hard to get a kid to like, you know, well, do a the, three hour chunk of thing. And the vocals for those kids, even I, I mentioned it to my wife. I said, you know, they, they've got to have some chops. Mm-hmm. If they're going to have kids, these are some hard songs that these kids are singing. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, and the, I mean, that boy, I, I mean, he, he is one of, the highlights of the movie for me uh-huh. uh just listen to him rip it in this movie <laughs> i i love it i love his his rendition especially when he's singing about going up to the beanstalk and getting the uh yeah. the egg and all that stuff like there are giants in the sky yes that's yeah there's giants, giants in the sky, in the sky. Yeah. oh my gosh because because that low note the, the word sky is low for him uh-huh. now it's, mm-hmm. it's high for us or medium for us but there are giants in the sky. Like that note there, he nails it. Yeah. Every time he would say yeah. that, for me, like that was worth the price of admission. That, that <laughs> bit there for me. Uh, so I, I said I have one more five word, but yes. this is just for fun. 
So Rapunzel goes to Dagobah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I mean, the woods kind of all turn. It, it does kind of turn into Dagobah at the end. Like it's all very misty and swampy and gross. And I'm yeah. pretty sure Yoda's wandering around there somewhere. So <laughs> you're not wrong. Uh, so as Andrew was reading his five word, I, I clicked over to my script here. And when I do my pre-show stuff, I just kind of skim through the first one. As soon as I sit down to watch the movie, I go and delete all of last week's information. Well, so when I'm skimming through you know, before we sit down tonight, I see that I have written something under five word review. So I'm like, well, I'm good. I've wrote it. I, oh, no. <laughs> so I'm really Andrew's doing his thing. And I look over to my five word review. Uh, and it was the, you know, the epic fighting tiger movie or something like that. I'm like, hmm, I don't think it's going to work this time. I would love to hear you justify that, though, in relation to Into the Woods. There you <laughs> that go. That would be amazing. I'm trying to remember what it was now, but I'm not going to go back and find it. But it, you're not. I mean, there were obviously there's no tigers in this movie, but that would have been. There was a musical, though. I mean, we did RRR last week and there is a mm-hmm. musical number in that movie. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm, a dance. Yeah, I'm shocked, Sean, that that you don't you go back in and you delete our previous show. I thought that that went out to our Patreon uh, subscribers and and <laughs> saved in our archives and posted on our website. No, I don't. No, <laughs> I'm they, kidding. I, I know you are. We, first of all, we don't have any Patreon listeners, even or Patreon patrons, even though we have a Patreon. But uh, that's fine. I'm not bitter about that at all. You freeloaders. <laughs> <laughs> Nine years of free podcasting. You hey, they're cheapskates. You know, they are cheapskates. But it's a good thing, by the way. Yeah. If you're just joining us today. Oh yeah, cheapskates. That's what listeners of cheap seat reviews are called, or cheapskates. Uh, but <laughs> um, nine years. There we go. Uh, so my favorite review is this. I, I did too. Now again, I'm I have a way different worldview of this movie than the three of you. So my first one was. A fun, I guess I can't use the word A, but fun musical with great actors. Because I think every one of the actors, except James Corden, (laughs) is great. Now, I'm not saying he's a bad actor. He's just not an actor. He's just, you know, he's just, I think he's fine. I don't think he's great. But there's a reason why he doesn't do a lot of other things, uh, I think. But I think all of the acting in this movie, for, for a movie that's a musical, that's, kind of silly and kind of dark and kind of whatever. I think the acting is really, really good by everyone. But Andrew, you're not wrong. Chris Pine can't really sing. He was put in this movie because again, one of the biggest stars in the world, he's probably Mm -hmm. like the most beautiful man on the planet, at least at this time period. And I think he fits that role of Prince Charming great. And he already kind of was a Prince Charming in that second um, Anne Hathaway, oh, Princess, the Princess Diaries, Princess yeah. Diaries too. Yeah, he was yeah. he was the he was the prince in that also. So he, he already had that kind of going for him. But when he sings, it's like, well, okay, you know, that's <laughs> we'll throw the you one a bone thing because you're Chris Pine. Yeah, it's yeah. Now it's not as bad as like Pierce Brosnan in Mamma oh, Mia Two or oh, whatever God. he was that, in. Listen, no. that I will not see Mamma Mia ever again. Oh. Because it that movie made me despise everything about it. It's Let's so it bad, down. and his auto tune is so bad. It's just oh. I can't. Someone had to have listened to him, and go, director man, he can't sing. 
yeah, but he's he's James Bond. We want to have James Bond in the movie. But he can't sing. This is a musical. That's <laughs> oh, fine. We'll fix it in post. But he can't <laughs> sing. They tried. Anyway, yeah. It's bad. My other one is this, and I'm, and I'm making fun of um, my two captains, my two Captain Kirks, but Pine, better singer than Shatner. <laughs> that doesn't take much no i know no. that's the joke <laughs> that's the joke because shatner is awful but he knows he's awful which is fine because he he just he leans into it which is great well one of them has an album and one doesn't let's just put that, that is way. true <laughs> uh gosh shatner has several albums he's got like a christmas yeah. album and he's got several covers i mean his rocket man is just fantastic <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna pull I, it up. I, I think you know, a little less jokey, a little more serious though. Like the fact that Chris Pine has an underwhelming voice kind of hurts that entire section of the of the movie, the the two princes, because you know, the first time they do that agony song, it's supposed to be very impressive, booming, heroic vocals. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't really have that. And then when they do the reprise, which got cut from the movie too, it it's it's not that it's, you know, they're kind of more defeated <laughs> and they've actually experienced agony and you don't really get that, uh, with a vocalist who isn't quite up to the challenge of being, ha you know, I'm the prince. Yeah. Interesting. He did have a little bit of vocal fry when he was talking the whole time as the prince. You no, know, like it wasn't like his normal talking cadence. He had to, you know, over and then say, I am the prince and I will go investigate. The earthquake. I can't imitate what he's doing, but it's, it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, but the the thing for agony for me though is, I mean, just the ridiculous ridiculousness of the song, which is the point. But like, mm. like my wife is watching it, and she loves Chris Pine. I mean, she'll admit it. Like he's one. Of, he's on her list, right? And when she went to take a picture of the TV to send to her friend, was right when he rips his shirt open, and so she gets <laughs> the snapshot she sent to her friend. Uh, Catherine, who was the the voice of our podcast um, intro, but it was just it's just too funny. I don't know. I just I, for me again, it works. It's fine. Um, he's not a great singer, but it doesn't take anything away because I don't know any better. So if you're watching, yeah. you know, if you only have watched the movie, we're you know we're okay with it. And uh, I'm kind of bummed out. I mean, how long is the play? Uh, it's. Like it's probably three and a three three and a half hours somewhere in there. Okay, I'd say. Yeah. Oh, you know, with, with, with an, an intermission. intermission. Yeah, there's an intermission, and Sean is frozen once again, or we have frozen once again. We froze on his, so we're we're going to be silent on his computer. Let's talk yeah. about him while he's gone. Um, yeah, this Man. is a good view, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we should start a timer next time this happens and, and maybe you, we can, you need to you need we to, can predict to that the, the thing um so we're all back together now as i continue <laughs> to vamp over the freeze we're just oh. I, don't, I don't know if i stop the recording that means that i have to now edit video which seems mm. even more fun no me. no so when there's a when there's a freeze just stop talking and just <laughs> wait till you hear me again. <laughs> well, n- next time we're going to time it so we kind of can figure out when to come back in. So. All right. That sounds that sounds great. 
right, here are a few notes that I did write down because I didn't write down much. I did write that I love Johnny Depp as the wolf. I think he's great at it. Um, again, Johnny Depp is just, he is kind of one note, but it's a fun note. It's a wolf. Right? Yeah. I mean, like, he's, when I, as soon as you saw him on screen, I'm like, oh, it's the Mad Hatter. Oh, I mean, the bad guy from Harry Potter. No, oh, I mean, you know, Jack Sparrow. Like, they're all kind of this, well, maybe more Sweeney Todd than Jack Sparrow, but like, yeah. they're all kind of the same, but that's, that's fine. Like he, I thought he was kind of perfectly cast to be the wolf and I was, I was down for that. Yeah. I know a lot of productions I've seen actually dual cast the, the wolf with one of the princes, uh, yeah. because you know, the wolf is mainly in the first act and then there's like two or three scenes and then the princes come in. Uh, so, so they generally like have someone throw on like a prosthetic or something, play the wolf, then run out and be the prince for the rest of it, which kind of works with the weird like sexual power dynamics that are going on <laughs> in the one scene versus the prince princess relationship. Okay, interesting. I like it. Um, okay. Uh, I also wrote down a few notes here. Let's see. That young boy can sing. I did write that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, uh, so, uh, Bill, uh, again, listeners know this, you don't, but I write questions to the movie in my notes. And then if the movie answers the question, then great. And sometimes it doesn't. So now the movie eventually does answer it. The, the witch comes over and eventually proposes the, you know, how to remove the curse that her mother put on his dad. Mm-hmm. But when she first comes, come, you know, gets there, all she does is sing about her greens. And so <laughs> I wrote, did she literally just come over to sing about her greens? Because that's like a five and a half minute song about her greens and beans yeah. and turnips and things. Yeah. I, th- I think that's really just setting up how important her garden is to her and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. Cause you know, in a musical, uh, you, you sing what you feel. And yeah. so if she's feeling really proud about her garden, that's what she's going to be singing about, you know? Well, well and she's telling the story about yeah. the dad, the dad stealing her, stealing from her, which is how the curse came to be. Right. But I mean, the mm-hmm. first, again, you're right. But the majority of the song is just about the greens and how she has them and that they're they're lovely and she grows things. <laughs> and you know I'm saying like eventually it gets there. I mean, it was long enough that I wrote that question. Is all she doing there singing about her greens? Like like, hey, it's like literally walking to your neighbor going, Hey, I grew some jalapenos and they're awesome and I'm gonna sing you a song about it. But Yeah. Uh, well, I, I think you know awesome. it, it definitely it definitely parallels, you know, her relationship with Rapunzel, which again, doesn't get as much hit as much in the movie, but it's like, she's a curator, right? And she takes pride in the things that she curates and she protects them. So it's, it's really, yes, she kind of goes on about the greens, but I think it's really just sort of setting up her character and what's important to her character to kind of flesh out the rest of the movie. She's obsessive. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, sure. It is also obsessive and protective. It also is the, interesting to me that that there's like in fairy tales, it feels like you know people are more protective of plants than of of a people. You know, like the <laughs> beast, you know he he doesn't lose his stuff until the dad takes a rose. 
And <laughs> there's another flat situation with a flower or something. It, it feels like maybe in the Middle Ages, you know, stealing something out of a garden is could be life or death. Maybe that the was Middle Ages. Yeah. Or well, I'm talking about Grimm's fairy tales and and when they were written. The 1800s, uh, right? Well, they were, they've been around. I mean, they didn't just come up with these stories. They were collected. Oh, okay. I, I see that. They just wrote yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, and this, a lot of these things were put in the, the musical with a little bit of insinuation of innu- innuendo. And, you know, there's the, the line where she talks about it. You should see my peaches. Um, that <laughs> That's not talking about her peaches, you know. That's, oh, yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's some of it's in there for for fun, and some of it's in there just because she likes her greens. Sure. No, <laughs> I get it. It's just it was a funny thing I wrote. I, but I, I like I'm trying to think because there's it feels like there's other movies where the the garden is a big deal to the plot besides just this and the beast, like her and the, the secret beast. garden. Yeah, well, the secret garden. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. I, I, if I think of other ones, I will. I can't think of any right off the top of my head. It just feels like there's... I mean, obviously, Jack... Peter Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, technically, Biodome. I guess. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Winnie the Pooh, the... that that, that uh, rabbit really likes his garden. So. Well, he does really like his garden. You're not wrong. Yeah. Um, so then I wrote the question is I thought the witch couldn't touch the things, but then we would later find out that she touches the hair, not knowing that that was the hair that they would pick. And then we have the great loophole, the corn loophole of 2014. You know, if oh, well, this is hair. I mean, it's not really hair, but we call it hair. Oh, okay, sure. That works. Like, well, if you can just make stuff up, then like, why doesn't the cow that you painted white with flour work? Which, by the way, same cow. Yeah, it's the same physical cow. I guess yeah. they could. You know, second cow. You know, when they're feeding the things to the cow, she's like got her hand on the cow, and and she can't touch. Oh yeah, mm. that's true. So I think that's kind of a. I don't know if that's a goof or or what, but yeah. I'll also say that the cow is much, much funnier in the live stage show because it's generally <laughs> oh, a yeah. cheap, it's a like, plastic. stuffed cow. Yeah. Cow yeah, like yeah. wheels. That they great. wheel in and out and everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you lose a lot of the cow humor, unfortunately, with <laughs> the movie. Oh, I was really hoping you was going to say it was two dudes in a costume. <laughs> oh, that'd be even better, I think. But uh, I'm, that's sure kinda... I'm sure someone's done that before. Yeah. But yeah. generally, it's like the cheapest ass, like, little cow that you can, you know. Yep. <laughs> or paper mache that's hideously ugly. Yeah. Yeah. So Andrew, I went into IMDB on the goofs page. The first goof. The witch says she cannot touch the ingredients for the potion, but she leans her hand on the cow as Jack is milking her. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh there's oh there's uh the baker's wife exchanges her shoe for Cinderella's. However, she does not give it to her, and Cinderella runs off barefoot. She was uh, in a hurry. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, a camera is seen in the puddles. That's fine. Let's see. Factual errors. Uh, incorrectly regarded as goofs. The witch can use magic to teleport and therefore would not need to climb Rapunzel's hair to get into the tower. However, viewers have no idea what magical power she is prepared to reveal to Rapunzel. It is quite possible she does not want 
to be thought of as a witch. So, there you go. Uh, what? When the baker is talking to his father as he abandons the children, his lips aren't moving throughout the whole conversation. This might, however, be explained by the fact that his father was a hallucination and not actually there. Oh, yeah, I did notice that. That weirded me out. Did anybody else notice that? No. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't clock that at all. I didn't either. I, I, like he's he's walking away from the camera, but you can clearly see his jawline is not moving. And then there's a couple of times when he turns to his dad. They're still talking, but he's not moving his mouth. And then that's when I was like, then his dad comes in the camera, and it's like, oh well, this is all in his head. I guess it doesn't matter. But if you're not going to do it in narrator voice. Yeah. Then have him say those words. It was a little strange right. for me, but you know, Sam, Sam with his uncanny valley with the other stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe they filmed that scene with the narrator. Maybe I don't know. Who yeah. knows? That was a different uh, version. I also wrote, and again, I don't, I don't, because I've not, I don't know what this part of the fairy tale comes into, but I always hated the fact that the wife dies, that the that the baker's wife dies. And yeah. my my wife said, I guess the moral of the story is don't make out with princes in the woods. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she, she, karma, it's, it's, karma. It's the same thing with horror movies, right? You, yeah, you have sex, you get killed. So <laughs> she she made a, a boo boo there by sinning, and in fairy tales, if you sin, you end up getting hurt. But the prince doesn't have any comeuppance from that. That's because he's prince. That's true. Well, he doesn't get his bride. <laughs> Yeah, he loses Cinderella in the end too. Yeah. So. Yeah, but she died. I feel like one of these is worse than the other. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I, I, I know you're joking, but I think that kind of speaks to some of the some of the underlying themes too. You know, the happy ending isn't always the happy ending, and not every character gets what they deserve. You know, and they, that's kind of I, I think a big point of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's yeah, and that's a lot of those fairy tales. To your point, the Disneyfication of them, you know, mm-hmm. you know, the Little Mermaid gets to marry the prince, and and all the the land people now know about merm people, and it's fine, and <laughs> you know, like all all of those things are are all okay, and everything is happy. Whereas this, it's like, hey, real life is dirty and messy, and you know, things happen, and when you cheat on your your uh, your beloved husband, you fall and die because the old lady from so many movies, the one that comes to mind is she's the old cannibal lady from the book of Eli. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Do what Andrew? She's in a Harry Potter. I'm pretty sure she is. I couldn't remember which one she was in though. Uh, I couldn't think of it, but she's all I could think of in the moment was like, Oh my gosh, she's the lady. What at all those people in book of Eli. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, got the shakes. Yeah, yeah, she's got the shakes. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I can't find her right now on uh, IMDb, but I will later. So, uh, oh, and why did the witch disappear? I, I like into the she, mud puddle. Yeah, like what happened? Hmm. Did I miss something? I think I missed something. Well, she got rid of all her her beans, and the, her mother cursed her again. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Oh, 
I, I mean, again, I missed it. Like, if she's singing it, if she's telling us that the reason why. Oh, okay. Yeah, I missed it. Sorry. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, she is Harry Potter. She's the giantess. She's the yep. she's the giantess lady, uh, which is funny, is that she's also <laughs> a giant in Harry Potter. Is she tall, like in real life? Now I gotta I know. know. She's yeah, five right? foot seven. She's not. I mean, she's tall for a woman, but it's not that tall. But apparently, people like to make her really tall. <laughs> maybe maybe it's maybe it's because uh she is short that they choose to make her tall or something like that you know <laughs> give her a little ego boost <laughs> well i mean five seven i mean again like she's three inches taller than my wife so i mean she's not yeah. short it's just that's just funny to me all right well whatever good for her <laughs> uh that's all my notes guys so if you have anything else you want to talk about this movie go for it otherwise i'll play some clips no, I think I've said all my. I've says. said my my spiel. Yeah. yeah. All right. I will say, and I I I did. I think I revealed this to Sean via DM. I don't know if you. So I'll let you guys guess. Can you guess what part I I played in the stage production I was involved with? Oh. Uh, what part you were? Yeah, I had a very small part. <sighs> That's a hint. Oh, yeah. was it one of the the prince's um, entourage? No. The he's using small, yeah. literal, <laughs> yeah, literally. Were you Jack? Nope. nope. No. I okay. I'll tell you guys. I played the baby because <laughs> there, there there's like one or two cues where the baby has to cry. Uh, we did this uh, at Brook Hills Playhouse in, in Brook Hills, West Virginia, it, which is a theater built into a barn that didn't really have, like, you know, audio equipment. So they would have me stand on the side of the stage, and I can actually cry like a baby. Here, let me try and do it. <laughs> and they would have me do that on wow. the side of the stage every night between, like, dragging sets in and out. <laughs> That's nice. great. And Sounds one day I'll make it into my second Sondheim show. Hopefully find a, a, into a the monkey, woods. which I can also do. Yeah. <laughs> but while the internet tries to catch up, I'm going to keep vamping and say... Oh, that was totally not... That was oh, a, did you not get that? None of that story. Oh, no. Of that story? No. So we you heard... Didn't, did you find out what party played? Yeah, we we all know we as the audience know that he played the baby and that the baby needed to cry on command and that you were doing it in a playhouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Did did you get to hear my baby cry at least? No. Again, oh, the word playhouse uh, uh, was the last I heard. I'll do it one more time then. There you go. Wow. Oh. <laughs> wow. All right. That was a yeah. that was a definitely a sadder baby than the first time you did it. It was. So just, yeah. uh, well, I was well, kind of was sad about having that's to a, do it again. That's a disappointed baby. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> it was nice though when I had babies of my own, I could cry back at them. So. Oh yeah, the, <laughs> which always fun? helped. Always yeah. helped. Right. And and my wife always loved it when I would do that. I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm sure you did. She did. All right. I didn't capture a lot of clips, mainly because I ran out of time with my computer issues. Next week, I promise it'll probably be better. <laughs> I can only promise that it'll probably be better. But 
uh, we were having some technical difficulties as we continue to have technical difficulties even after nine years of podcasting. All right. So I thought this, this line really made me laugh because James Corden's character, the baker, is a dumbass. Do you mean you're going to let me stay with you? Oh. Perhaps it'll take two of us to have this child. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of how it works. Yes, that's kind of how it works. They didn't have sex sex ed back then. They just kind of, you know, the stork was bringing them. Uh, yeah, at that point, <laughs> probably right. Uh, here's that corn loophole I mentioned earlier. And I touched that hair. I told you I can't have touched any of the ingredients. Oh, how are we supposed? The corn. The corn. Well, you can use a suki help the corn. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's like, why not? We can just. I thought make you it. were going to pull the clip of the "It's Corn Kid." Yeah. No. <laughs> the TikTok kid. No. No. Oh yeah, that kid. That yeah yeah I got you. No, <laughs> not not that guy. Uh, also, this is the only other time that I laughed in the movie. Right and wrong don't matter in the woods. Only feelings let us meet the moment unblushed. Life is often so unpleasant. You must know that as a peasant, best to take the moment. <laughs> I laughed out loud at that because her look is fantastic. She's like, uh -huh. yeah, because life does suck because I'm a peasant and you're a prince. So <laughs> F off. Uh, that's it. That's yeah. all our clips. Yeah. So. Such so, a Prince thing to say. Yeah. Emily Blunt was really pregnant when filming this movie. Mm -hmm. Wow. And I guess camera tricks to hide the belly. But at one point, I think I read that she was seven months pregnant. So you know that there was oh, wow. something there. Oh. Maybe they gave her like they put they put uh, like her clothes were green like put a, a green you know belly cap over just her green. So they, <laughs> they just painted her belly green. Well, yeah. you know those those old timey dresses are so big and flowy, and they have the buttresses and stuff like that. You can you can hide a baby in there easy. Well, they they Queen probably used to do it all the time. They they probably <laughs> just you know any scene where she was far away, she wasn't like facing the camera right. So they would just have a a different actress, yeah, a, a double a stand in, and then. When she's on camera, she's always like, you know, breast up, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So. I would hope that in the, in that scenario, they would call the uh, stand-in Emily Joint, since she's Emily Blunt, and it's the stand-in that's slightly thinner. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I would have gone with sharp <laughs> instead of blunt, but <laughs> that's fine. You went with the pot reference. Obviously, you're in California. I got it. <laughs> it's legal here to make pot jokes. So. Yeah, well, it's legal here to make jokes about it. We just can't smoke <laughs> it. There's very little that's legal here in North Carolina. No. Except uh, for incest. And guns. And human flight. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that is legal. I mean, the airplane part, not just like being... Only, only yeah. humans can fly here in North Carolina. That's right. You can't fly <laughs> Without the aid of an airplane. <laughs> All right. Well, now I guess it's time for our game, which uh, I play this. And now for some more bad news. Ready? That's right. This is our game, which we call Hey, Did You Notice? 
And Andrew is going to ask us these questions about how many leaves were on that tree at one time. No, this is a game where Andrew was going to ask us uh, questions about the movie. Did we notice them? It is a back and forth. Bill will go first. He's going to play against me and Sam because, well, why not? And so <laughs> uh, if, you get the, if you get the question right, you get a point. If you don't get the question right, we have a chance to steal it. If you win, Bill, I will mail you some stickers. If you don't Ooh. win, I will still mail you some stickers. I, well, that's disappointing because it feels like this is all pointless. But let's yeah. go. Let's go. This yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, this, just like the game. Uh, it's just like uh, not it's who like, wants to be a millionaire. What's that show? Um, wait, wait, don't tell me. No. What's Whose line called? is it anyway? Whose line is it anyway? There you yeah. go. There you go. Where the points don't matter. Yep. That's right. Maybe maybe with, with the win, I'll give you a button instead of just stickers. Ooh. Can now you put a sticker on nice. the button? No. I have. No, like I have, I have buttons for the podcast. <laughs> nice. And then Very you'll nice. get some stickers. Awesome. Okay. Assuming that I do well. Assuming you do well. And also assuming that we don't freeze in the middle of the question, which is going to be hilarious <laughs> if you do. Just keep doing this, Sean. <laughs> Constant <laughs> if movement. If at any moment you we'll stop, know. I'll know. Yeah, yeah, we'll know exactly. <laughs> All right, Bill. You ready? Yes. Question number one. How many steps away from each other are the two when the baker's wife runs into the prince? Um, counting steps. Yes. Uh, gosh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a wild guess here. Was it 30? It was not 30. Ah! Was it like 72? It was not 72. Oh. Sean? <laughs> All right, so the, the well, correct answer is... Oh, sorry, Sean. You oh, got to guess. Let me, let me guess because wasn't wasn't the it was a the uh, what was the max? Was the max a hundred? Five hundred steps is how far apart they yeah, were going to go. That was the max yeah. was five hundred, and I remember her saying when she's trying to recover the number, it was like four hundred and eighty-seven or something like that. Close. No? Okay. Yeah. A <laughs> hundred and seventy-four. Oh, see, yeah. I had the seventy something right. Okay, shoot. That was going to yeah. be my second guess. Yeah. Hundred and seventy-four. Wow. All right. Uh, so this it's goes up. to Sam, Sam yeah. and Sean. You going together? Sure. Why not? What the hell? Okay. All right. So I mean, Bill, Bill was in the play, so I mean, he should know. <laughs> same the baby. Same question. When the baker runs into Cinderella, how many steps away? Because he's also counting by the time he gets to Cinderella. I have no idea. One hundred fifty-four. Four hundred and three. Either one of us. Yeah. No. Yeah. All right, Bill. Um. Uh. Uh. Two hundred and one. Four hundred and eighty-three. I knew there was a four hundred and something. Gosh, damn. that was also going to be my second guess again. Yeah, it's weird. So he almost got to his five hundred steps away when he meets Cinderella. <laughs> All right, Bill. We're going back to you. All Red right. Riding Hood. Pays the baker for a loaf of bread to take to her grandma, to her grandma, and she is given a cookie by the baker's wife. But she takes how many other sweets? <laughs> oh, uh, I, I think three. I think three. Final answer. Final answer. Okay, that is incorrect. <laughs> ah, Sean or Sam? I have no idea, Sam. Six. Yeah. 
You're closer. It is eight. Eight. Wow. Yeah. So That's she's six. got an armful before she yeah, gets her basket. I was going to say the armful is the important bit there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So this goes to Sean and Sam. What musical instrument can be seen in Rapunzel's room in the tower? Uh, a lute. It is a lute. Nice. <laughs> it's always nice. a loot. It is a loot. All right. And, so, I, and I didn't remember that. It's just the only like medieval instrument I could think right. of at the time. So. It, either a loot or a harp. It has to be one or the other. Right. right. And and the harp was from the giants. So yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, Bill. This is your question. How yeah. often does the blue moon appear? According to the story. Every hundred years. That's correct. Nice. Nice. All very right. nice. So we end in a tie because this movie had very little, unless you want to say what was in the background and you could say a tree. Uh, <laughs> because this movie had very little small yeah. details. Yeah. So it was hard to come up with these questions for this, but uh, there you are. So we're ending in a tie today. That's fine. That means Bill wins. So, Ty goes Yay. to the guest. Sam, you made a point very early, and I was taking a mental note to respond to it, and then just we got into uh, whatever. Um, when you said that this is very monotone, kind of mono whatever, right? Like, mm-hmm. I will admit, once they're kind of, because there's a point in the movie where we spend, I mean, obviously we spend most of the movie in the woods, but it feels like once we have, once we're past the wedding, and we're in the woods for the rest of the movie. It's yep. just this. You're right. It's just the the set of Dagobah. And yeah. It's just. I mean, I guess it's supposed to be kind of depressing because there's a lot of death in that mm-hmm. in those those final whatever. But you're not wrong. It just kind of feels like, you know, the swamps of Dagobah. It's perfect. Um, yeah. So. In, in a lot of ways, of it. In a lot of ways, <laughs> it looked like they wanted the movie to have been directed by Tim Burton. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, that's true too. Yeah, yeah. Wow. yep. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, I mean, there's a there's a few cast members. I mean, if they would have changed, all right, you switch out Emily Blunt with Helena Bonham Carter, mm-hmm. right? Oh no, she'd be the she'd have to be the witch, man. She'd have to be Meryl Streep's role, I think. Uh, okay, you're right. You make her the hero. Yeah, yeah. she'd right, be a perfect witch in this. Kira Knightley. Yeah, Kira. Or, uh, no, wait, I'm thinking the wrong person. Yeah, I'm not sure where you're going with that one. Uh, okay, so who is uh, so the baker gets switched out with um, Danny Alan, DeVito? Had Alan Rick stop it? <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, had Alan Rickman already passed at this point in 2014? The baker? No, Alan Rickman wouldn't. Well, be not baker. as the baker, but he could have been. The wolf. I don't know something. I don't the know. Wolf would have been then good. Johnny Depp would have been the baker. Actually, yeah, yeah Johnny Depp is the baker. <laughs> Alan Rickman is the wolf. Could you uh, very slow <laughs> and menacing? I don't know. There's there, and there's... Jo- and Jonah Hill is Little Red Riding Hood. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness! Actually, he would have honestly, because uh, he did him. He did use him in Big Fish. You could have had Ewan McGregor as the baker. There you go. Yeah. I just fixed it. All right. I do. I do wish that in five years, 
when they decide to reboot all the Harry Potter Harry Potter movies. I want <laughs> I want Tim Burton to direct some Harry Potter. That's what I want. Mm. I think See, I just don't know Tim Burton. He's got a great style. I just don't know if he's, if he's the perfect storyteller. Oh, I think it'd be weird and fun and all that stuff. I will say another Sondheim musical directed by Tim Burton, Sweeney Todd. Mm-hmm. Great film. Great yeah. film. Yeah. See, again, I, eh, I'm i not a big fan of that one either. <laughs> See, I, so good. You, you, I have heard people complain about that one, but I don't have as much of an attachment to the live version of it because yeah. I've seen like the PBS and then I've seen uh, the movie version. I don't think I've ever seen a live version of it. So yeah. that might be why. My only problem was I had to turn on subtitles when I was mm. when I was watching it because I couldn't understand what they were saying. <laughs> Those <laughs> British people. Yeah. Well, it was Tim Burton's first mumblecore uh, movie. <laughs> there you mumblecore. go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scrolling back. How long ago did we do Sweeney Todd? Oh my it's gosh, we did it. Uh, episode 176. It was like yeah. 1988. That was a long time ago. <laughs> Before uh, internet, Sam gave it a three point nine. Yeah, he didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like it. I told you, that's funny. Okay, Chad was our guest for that one. That's how long ago it was. Was that Chad actually came back on the show after dying? <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty great. All right. Uh, okay, time for this. Excuse me while I whip this out. This is our top three segment. This is an interesting topic this week. Um, courtesy of Andrew. Uh, this is uh, because James Corden is not normally, he's not an actor. He's a, he's a, a stand-up comedian. He's a talk show host. And he's given the lead role in a film, in a musical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we decided to do movies where there is a either a main character or a character that's in the movie that's not typically an actor. Um, and I think that's a really interesting way to go. So, uh, Sam, will you go first? Sure. My number three is uh, Tina Turner in Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Okay. Uh, my number two. I don't um, know I, why, Sam. Hold on just a second. When you said Beyond Thunderdome, and my brain wanted to say Into the Thunderdome. <laughs> that's just Beyond like, Thunderdome, I promise. No, yeah. I, yeah, I'm just I'm just used to things being Into the so yeah. into the Thunderdome. My number two is Eminem in Eight Mile. All right. Ooh, and yeah. my number one. I couldn't find it oh. in your Apple Music library. You can ask <laughs> me to play a <laughs> Siri. I appreciate that. You want to listen to Eminem right now? Um, my number one is Lee Ermey as Gunnery Sergeant Hartman in oh, Full yeah. Metal Jacket. You yeah. took one of mine. Nice. Yeah. So talk about a, a complete character that has been copied and riffed and, mm-hmm. and just... Yeah. Totally stole the show. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Do, do I, uh, do I have him? I don't know. It's a different computer. Do I um, way back in, uh, here we go. I the... do not like you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. <laughs> nice. The frighteners. There you go. All right. Uh, Bill. Okay. Um, I was thinking about these. Okay. So, do they all have to be movies? No. You okay, for you no. Our, our rules are for yeah. us, but yeah. For you know. 
Thank you. I appreciate it when I come to a space and they throw out the rules for me. I appreciate that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, but uh, OJ Simpson in The Naked Gun. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Stanley and Mallrats. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. And uh, then Hillary Clinton on a Comedy Central show that you guys might watch, might not watch, but I thought it was really funny, Broad City. I never saw it. No, neither. Yeah, it was uh, back during the 2016 election. They had her come on and uh, to, I, I think it was really just to kind of seem hip, but she ended up, it it, fe- it felt like more uh, Pokemon go to the polls. It, it felt like that era of Hillary Clinton, uh, which which was funny, but probably not in the may- way they meant it to be. <laughs> right. Interesting. <laughs> All right. All right. Cool. My three. Uh, so uh, Sam took my uh, E uh, Lee Ermy, right? E Lee Ermy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Lee uh, Ermy. Yeah. My number two is a really bad movie called Double Team, in which John Claude Van Damme teams up with um, basketball legend Dennis Rodman. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's a bad movie, but it's just one of those dumb action flicks where, like, it's one of those, it's one of the the, the vein of those 90s action flicks when you can just punch Mm -hmm. a guy and they die. Yeah. So, like, there's like there's a lot of Rodman just running around, like, just punching bad guys, and they just die for some reason. Can I like, guess so. what year of the 90s this movie came out? Uh, you can guess. Let me look it up real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I'm going to say 1997. That's exactly right. That sounds, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, and I'm sure it Dennis was in Rodman, the dollar bin. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh, I watched bin, it yeah. on, on HBO many times. Uh, and oh, International really? Spy... <laughs> teams up with an arms dealer to escape from a penal colony and rescue his family from a terrorist. Huh. <laughs> you know, okay. it's, it's, it is all like, it is perfect for what we do. Honestly, like that back before Dennis Rodman was a diplomat. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. John's frozen again. Oh, there he goes. Okay. So we'll stay silent and then nod in agreement. We I'll say just... my joke again when he comes back. <laughs> I just thought that he th- didn't think it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> or or well, he's, yeah, of... he's, he's staring me That's staring at me with the discontent in his eyes. <laughs> That's really Before interesting. Dennis it's... Rodman was a diplomat. <laughs> yeah. It's not it's not Skype, it's my internet. Hmm. Everything I, I was pulling up a new web page and everything froze. So I need to reset oh, wow. my whole router and everything. This Ouch. is just, uh, yeah. It's all gunked up. But it is all gunked up. But Double Team is, please be streaming, please be streaming. It's on, it's on Fubo, and it's on Pluto TV with ads. Oh. Man, that's they only let high quality pictures on that. It might be worth it. <laughs> I might put this on the list, guys. I'm just gonna be honest. This was one of those childhood things for me. My last one was UHF with Weird Al. Oh yeah, okay. Which at the yep. time he was not an actor. He, at the time he was yeah. just a musician, and he started. Now he's done some other acting since then, but for the most part was not that. Andrew, what you got? All right, I have an honorable mention of Hulk Hogan in Suburban Commando. 
<laughs> I was frozen today. <laughs> um, but my number three is Michael Jordan in Space Jam. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, number two is Lenny Kravitz in Her- uh, Hunger Games. Yeah. And then number one is Harry Styles in Dunkirk. Cool. Okay. Nice. Which now Harry Styles apparently is a movie star. Yeah. Yeah, well, Something maybe a Marvel now. Marvel add-on here in the near future. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Uh, we had a couple of uh, participants on Twitter. Uh, our good friend from Across the Stars podcast, Drew, says, uh, UHF, they live, and Space Jam won, the only one that counts. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> I've luckily oh. not seen the second one. So. And uh, honorable mention to Rise of Skywalker for having a JW cameo. JW. John Williams? John. Oh. oh, yeah, John Williams. That's right, yeah. Oh. Yep. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Uh, Ebony, friend of the show, uh, uh, former guest, and um, our favorite Australian, says James Corden is, however, a piece of shit. That's what I've heard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then she says, I can name a lot, but none I care about. LOL. Paris Hilton, every influencer, she uses in quotations, who has ever appeared in a film, any sports person who has ever been in a film, I can also name a lot of actors who shouldn't act. LOL. <laughs> That's fair. Would you say Ebony's our uh, listener furthest away? I think so. Uh, does she listen? Uh, she does. She has occasionally listened. She doesn't listen. Yeah. She's not a, a a weekly whatever, but Regular. she's listened to. Yeah. I, I know that she did uh, enjoy our um, episode on Nightmare on Elm Street. Because yeah. that's one of her favorite movies. So, yeah. Uh, thank you for, for Ebony. If you are listening, if not, well, that's fine too. Um, that's it. Time for this. Wait, what's supposed to happen? Yeah, I have my clips back. <laughs> this is where we give the movie a score from zero to ten. Zero being zero, and ten being the best thing you have ever seen in your life. And we start with Andrew. Well. It's fairly low on IMDb at a 5.9 out of 10. Um, I'm going to go a little bit higher than that because I did have a good time with it. I think that um, the acting is is pretty good. And so um, it's a little disappointing, but I think that's uh, to blame uh, with the Disney company and not the movie itself. So um, I'm going to give this a we'll go 6.9 out of 10 just because I'm feeling randy. (laughs) <laughs> All right, I like it. You're the wolf. You're you're the wolf tonight. There's yeah, a... yeah. All right, Bill. Well, uh, like we've discussed, you know, the movie is lacking compared to the stage show. But I have such an affinity and a love for the stage show that I have trouble seeing the problems. Um, sometimes, <laughs> I I I think you know it's competently made, uh, visually very interesting. And uh, well acted by most of the people that aren't Meryl Streep or James Corden. Uh, you know, I'll give it a 7.12 out of 10. I would have got a 7.15, but I don't know. I just really didn't like Meryl Streep in this role. Interesting. All right. Andrew? Do <laughs> oh, sorry, Sam. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm looking, at this. I'm looking at the sheet that says Sam. 
But for some reason, my eyes went straight to your cow, so I just felt like I was. Uh, I'm used I, I, to... I just wondered if you wanted me to change my score because. No, no. I just, <laughs> this was me double checking that I didn't forget you. Oh my gosh, guys! I can't believe I did this. Oh, I'm such a bad. We had to start the whole podcast over. I forgot to give out our bingo cards. So. Oh. Next week, next week we'll start it. Next yeah. week when we start. The, the the first episode of year nine i'm gonna hand out bingo cards you guys i'm so excited that's right bingo cards okay sam <laughs> i gave sam a heart attack when he thought i'm I like, like, like i am not doing this again <laughs> <laughs> this will be chalked up as the the second yeah. lost episode next to the ghost and the darkness yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm sorry that it's, it's not as, as bad as Sweeney Todd in my mind, but I'm going to give it a 4.2 out of 10. Wouldn't recommend it. Was bored. Um, go see the stage play. If I, if I rated the stage play, it'd be, you know, in the eights. So, um, you know, this is just, it was hard to get through. Okay. Uh, can, I, can I make a don't... confession? Yeah. I just want to say um, I've seen the movie before. I've seen it a couple times before. This time when I watched it, because it's so uneven, I actually watched it 1.5 speed, which is hard <laughs> to do for a musical. <laughs> but I, 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 I watched it at 1.5 speed. Into the woods. Into the woods. Okay. Into the woods without delaying problems. Not telling either way. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. That's That sounds painful yeah um, <laughs> i guess i liked it probably the best of the group i mean oh wow I, I, well, well i can't i you have no I, comparison i don't i don't yeah. have a comparison other than sweeney todd right like you know another one of his joints so uh again i had a good time with it i think it's funny i don't you know i don't have another thing to compare now if i go watch the, the stage play and and then i might say oh whatever but like when I loaded this thing up and saw that it was only two hours, I was kind of relieved. So, <laughs> uh, Sean, I think It to the Woods is coming to Charlotte soon. We should okay. go see it. Uh, Seriously. Okay. Andrew, okay. come on with us. Come on down the mountain. We'll go see it. Because it's, <laughs> yeah, it's a good show. It is. Absolutely. And, and if you can't make it to a live show, I highly recommend the, uh, the version that PBS put out in the 80s with Bernadette Det Peters as the witch. Yeah. That's like yeah. the gold standard. Yeah. All right. Well, that's... Cool. Uh, so, so before I pull a last week and don't actually give you my score, I'm going to say it's a 7.5 for me. So I say that because uh, a friend and listener to the show, Maxton, messaged me and says, hey, what was your score for RRR? And I said, <laughs> what do you mean? He goes, you didn't say it. Like Sam did his and then you guys went on a tangent and then you ended the show. So, I had to, so last week I gave RRR an 8.1, which is too funny. So hey, well, props to Maxon for actually, you know, listening yeah. and, and yeah. standing, catching that's that. impressive. Yeah, for listening, really he called me out. I appreciate. Yeah, that. so that was yeah. nice. I also heard uh, uh, this week from listener Alan. That was really cool too. He just reached out just to say hey. So. That was cool. If you're a listener and you want to just say hi, by all means, send me a message. How do you do that? You do it to our Twitter page. It's, it's the easiest way to do it, uh, Cheap Seat Cast on Twitter. But before I do all of the normal outro stuff, Bill, please tell our listeners how they can find more of you. 
Well, my address is for no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I I do a lot of stuff. Uh, the main thing that you you'll want to follow is my podcast, Where I'm From, which started as one of the contest entries for America's Next Top Podcaster uh, that nice. I was on with Sean. Uh, we've been going for about four or five months now, where I interview cool people about where they're from. Uh, you can find that at BillMeeks.com slash where I'm from. I will say uh, in tomorrow, uh, as we're recording this, but by the time you hear this, it'll probably be there. You can check out, I'm doing a sampler platter of the first year. So like the best segment from every guest I had on the first year. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, check it out either live on my YouTube channel at BillMeeksLA or on DVR, BillMeeks.com slash where I'm from. Awesome. I mean, it can't be that cool. He hasn't had me on, but still, that's <laughs> nine-year podcaster. Well, um, well, I I asked you about that, and you said I'm not from anywhere, uh, and so I was like, well, what are we going to talk about today? Uh, I I am I am not from anywhere. I am from somewhere, somewhere special, somewhere that has a giant <laughs> bureau, the world's largest bureau, and a pretty big chair. The chair is south of us in Thomasville. Oh, yeah. that's right. Never mind. I was confused. Yeah. yeah. By the way, <laughs> it, it, seriously though, I, I know it was kind of a joke. If you want to come on, HMU. Uh, hit me up. No, no worries, man. No worries. I don't. I, I, nothing more than guilting somebody <laughs> on your own show to to invite yourself on their show. It yeah, works. So. I'm asking you on. Hell yeah, I love it. All right. In the meantime, go to our website, cheapseatreviews.libsyn.com. There, you'll find links to all of our social medias where you can hang out with me. Um. Go, please leave us a review on iTunes uh, or Amazon Prime. Not Amazon Prime. What am I saying? On uh, <laughs> Amazon-owned Spotify, which is what I was trying to say, on Spotify. There you go. But also, we have a Discord. Come hang out with us on our Discord. It's a small community, but we're growing. And uh, we talk about, you know, some things that we've got coming on. And I do have, I will announce it, hmm... Definitely talk about it next episode. I'm going to announce it on Twitter. So when you, by the time you hear this, I'll probably already announce it on Twitter. We're going to be doing a giveaway. Okay. A giveaway, like a legit, this is not, Hey, here's some stickers from cheap suit reviews. This is an autographed piece of memorabilia. All right. Autographed by an actor that we all know and love. Right. This is not like Bill's autograph because he was on that one thing one time. Right. This is not my <laughs> autograph because I was on that thing one time. This is a real actor who's done some stuff we all love. Okay. This is cool. So we're going to have a, we're going to do a giveaway. And how you enter into that giveaway is it's going to be a cosplay contest. So get your costumes ready. Next week, you'll find out what it is. That's the tease. All right? That's what you get. There you go. Next week. Well, in theory, it's going to be not what I have on here. Next week, we're doing, uh, it was supposed to be the Evil Dead, the new Evil Dead, but that also got pulled. So now we're doing the menu. Ooh. Uh The the new menu. Sam said, dude. This movie is bananas. We need to do it for the show. <laughs> I said, well, how about next week? Yes, so sir. We're doing the menu with returning podcast friends. Happy, the happy hour podcast. So that's what we got next week. All right. Perfect. Well, that's going to do it. So Bill, thank you so much for coming on. I, again, I really appreciate you having uh, coming on and, and joining us. It was really, uh, really nice to have you. And, um, I, 
Not a problem. Awesome. Well, on behalf of Bill and Andrew and Sam, this is Sean saying thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next week for The Menu. This is Cheap Seat Reviews.